0: Content warnings for this video game are listed in the podcast description.
1: Everybody and welcome to the Safe Room, a survival horror game club podcast. My name is Ryan, and I'm joined by Grace. Hello. How are you doing, Grace?
2: I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to talk about the game that we have.
1: This yeah. Month. We're here to talk about anime. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> you you might have thought that this was a, a podcast about video games, but it is in fact a podcast about anime. This month Adult is about anime. Truly are.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. This month we played Fragile Dreams: Farewell Ruins of the Moon, um, which is a Wii game that came out in two thousand nine, uh, in twenty ten in the West. It's a horror action RPG um, developed by Namco Bandai and Tri Crescendo, which is like a support studio, I think. Um, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grace is about to read the summary. We typically the way we do summaries is that I typically take the Wikipedia summary and just edit it down, um, and sometimes I leave little nuggets uh, in the summaries, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I and I rely on Grace not reading them, um, so she can be surprised. Uh, so see if you can spot the nugget. This I mean this one is going to be really obvious, but <laughs> in the future, uh, see if you can spot them. Yeah. Anyway, Gotta
2: keep an eye out. It's like we're, it's, we're not only every anime, we're also I Spy uh, <laughs> here at
1: Zephyr. Yeah, audio uh, I Spy. This
2: is
0: how it's gonna work.
2: Yeah, what a great idea. Um, how come nobody's done this? <laughs> okay, um, yeah. So I'll just I'll just read this aloud. At the end of Seto's fifteenth summer, his grandfather dies. At night, he searches for anything the man has left for him and discovers a letter, which tells him to reach a tall red tower east of the observatory, where he lives, where he might find other survivors. After departing for the tower, Seto reaches an old subway entrance and finds a girl sitting on a collapsed pillar, singing to the stars. He accidentally startles her, and the frightened girl flees to the subway station. Seto sets out to find her. While searching the station, he discovers a personal frame, who guides him towards her. Just as they reach the exit, PF's battery dies out. Seto buries the device, keeping a screw from it in his locket. Seto then finds himself in an abandoned amusement park and encounters Crow, who steals Seto's locket. After a long chase across the park, Seto return Crow returns Seto's locket and directs him to search for the girl in a hotel nearby. Crow also gives Seto his skull ring to keep in his locket and kisses him, declaring Seto to be <laughs> his best friend. <laughs> that you know, it is I a fucking a kiss. fucking. I
1: lost my shit.
2: It is, it is, uh, yeah, there's also that whole sequence. It's is, It's wild. It's good. Ah, uh, God. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, at the hotel, Seto encounters a ghost woman named Sai. After laying to rest the spirit of an old woman named Chio, the two discover the girl's drawings by a sewer. Returning to the underground, Seto and Sai find themselves at a hyper powered dam. Seto discovers Crow's body and learn this, learns that he is actually a robot. As his battery begins to fail, Seto mourns for Crow as he dies. That's Crow's battery. Uh, Finally, they encounter the girl from earlier in a cell. After a brief reunion, the girl runs away after a mysterious voice calls for her. Sai explains to Seto that most of humanity died because of an Evangelion instrumentality anime plot called Glass Cage. The project was meant to make human thoughts transparent, meaning that no one would need words to communicate. However, after Glass Cage activated, people who went to sleep never woke up again. Sai reveals that she was Glass Cage's first catalyst. This time, the scientist in charge, named Shin, intends to use the girl as the next catalyst. After exiting the dam, a demolition crane attempts to destroy it. After Seto destroys the crane, um, you, you have to shoot like a psychic weak spot. <laughs> 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 and it's just like hovering on part of the crane. Uh, anyway, we we'll talk about the boss battle. <laughs> video gaming. Sai uh, leads him to the facility where the girl was taken to. Entering the laboratory, Seto and Sai are confronted by Shin, who dismisses Sai's attempts at reasoning with him and is adamant about proceeding with his plans. Shin tells him of his intention to use Glass Cage to obliterate corporeal beings. After Seto defeats him, Shin disappears, and Seto releases the girl from the device holding her. Their union is cut short, as Sai tells him that the backup system has finished copying um, the girl's psyche to the AI, allowing Glass Cage to proceed. The group realizes that Shin has escaped to the top of Tokyo Tower, and Seto goes to face him alone. As Seto defeats Shin a second time, Shin reveals he had secretly used himself as the first test subject of the Human Empathy Expansion Project, and gained the ability to hear the thoughts of those around him. Despite his initial belief in the project as a way for humans to empathize with one another, all he heard around him was jealousy and contempt, and he soon grew disillusioned with the world, even as even his parents turned against him. Believing no person loved him, Shin want- wanted to put an end to humanity. His words met with a vehement response from Sai, as she tells him that she loves him, having developed these feelings while she was the catalyst, and all she ever wanted was to be part of his life. Hearing this, Shin finds peace, tossing the AI mainframe away so that glass cage can never be reactivated, and vanishes together with Sai, hand in hand, after thanking Seto.
1: It's so Just... fucking funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... Literally, like, like two different every anime plots, like, converge violently <laughs> right at the end. <laughs> Descending from the tower, Seto finally learns that the girl's name is Ren, and they resolve to look for other survivors together. Yeah. So, I guess one thing I will note about this summary is a good chunk of it is just the last two hours. Like, plot yeah. collides into the game, uh-huh. like, right at the
1: end. You know, you're like, uh, okay, this is where the anime happens.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: As soon as I heard the fucking instrumentality bullshit, I'm like, all right, we're in now. <laughs>
2: yeah, here we are. <laughs>
1: um,
2: but yeah, so like most of this game is, it's, it's, I think it's actually really interesting and very novel because the structure of it is very kind of classic survival horror stuff. Mm-hmm. You have, I mean, it's actually, you have like bonfires, so like Dark Souls style bonfires, not to, mm-hmm. um, Not to make that comparison, but, you know, so it's like those are respawn points, safe areas throughout levels that you, like, explore and have to, like, solve puzzles in and fight enemies in sort of, like, clumsy kind of movement-restricted combat. Um, Mm -hmm. But the tone of it is really, it's not scary, basically, ever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's really just kind of sad like it's about you were exploring these dead places in the world where people used to be and they are are there no longer and finding all these traces and you know signs that that people were there and Mm -hmm. sort of like it's very like it's luxuriates in that kind of um tone right? right and so it has a very different i think like feeling to it than um than anything we've played for the podcast and i think anything we will play probably yeah
1: Um, yeah yeah. this definitely seems like a game that would be in like the the cozy games (laughs) almost yeah um except it has
2: it has kind i mean sometimes 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 stuff with this is a little corny but it does have kind of an edge to it right like it's not sometimes it is really tragic Um, yeah and we'll talk I, i have some thoughts about actually the ending in relationship to that um but, um, but yeah, but it is kind of, that is, I think that's an interesting comparison point. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, because it is, there is, it is very, there's a tenderness to it, right? Mm-hmm. It's very, um, it's very empathetic, I think, not to yeah. like, <laughs> not to be like, oh, the empathy project, <laughs> but that is kind of what it's about, right? Is it sort of about like a bunch of people who, um, are living lives and like kind of struggling to connect with other people? And you know, and the game is just like, yeah, it fucking sucks, and it's sad, and you know it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know. absolutely. Um, yeah. Do you have any more opening thoughts? I was kind of thinking we, each area kind of gets associated with a character, so I was thinking we could start with the observatory, even, and just kind of go through. Um, each and the sort of talk about sort of the emotional tenor of, of that stuff right
1: uh my broad thoughts are i really wanted to like it and then i just watched it because i the combat was like nails on a chalkboard for me personally. <laughs> so
2: yeah i i uh i get that i think it is um we've talked before about silent hill how um there's something really elegant about the way that combat works right mm-hmm. and something even that that makes it like pretty interesting and satisfying even though it is like a handful of very simple tools i think this is more true of silent hill one than two um but um and i think this is kind of that but with the elegance kind of stripped out like it's very clumsy it's mm-hmm. very difficult to kind of engage with um mm-hmm. and a lot of it is like um I don't know. So basically you have, you have a flashlight in one hand and you have a weapon in the other. And, (laughs) um, you know, there's like sword type weapons basically, and those you can do combos with, but there's only one button. So it's just like timing out, like how you press a, um, and the game doesn't really explain what the timing would be. There's no way to practice it. And so I didn't really,
1: yep, never figure that out. (laughs) Um,
2: Um, there's also like hammers, which just like do one hit, but can knock enemies over. And stuff like that, and then there's like spears which have a lot of range, but um, also, and you can do spin attacks with, um, mm-hmm. but also are kind of you know like you can only do one attack at a time, and so it's a little more unwieldy, right? And you also have like bows and and uh, slingshots and that kind of thing, and for that you can't use the flashlight in them at the same time; they require mm-hmm. both hands, um, which isn't actually really that strong of a Twists because the places where you need to use those weapons are pretty signaled <laughs> um right. so um yeah and so then and then and then there's also sort of an inventory management system that's like resident evil basically it's like you know you're playing tetris with your little blocks and trying to get everything arranged um i think the sort of interesting wrinkle with this is that um so many of the items you carry you don't actually need or or like to survive Mm -hmm. right that it's like so this is the other system is that you pick up stuff like um you find objects in the world like a like a coffee cup or a doll or a diary or you know whatever stuff like that and when you go to a bonfire um at first it doesn't reveal what the object is right and then you see it Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, it's like a coffee cup. And then it tells, like, a little short story about, like, the person who uses coffee cup. Right. And so, like, the there's a sort of interesting sub-thing in the game where it's, like, subsystem, I guess. Where it's, like, you were, like, risking your life and, like, exploring these environments to, like, discover what you know whose coffee cup this was like what that how what their little personal tragedy is as opposed to like those items provide no gameplay benefit whatsoever like there is no and many of the the vast majority of them have nothing to do with the a plot of the game right Right. and so Um,
1: (laughs) sorry i i was gonna say those like so yeah you get like these side stories right Mm -hmm. and they're all like text-based there's like a voiceover and yeah. every time I'm like, This is Lost Odyssey. They just did Lost Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not fair. There's probably more to it than that. And I look on the wiki and it's like, yeah, they hired writers to do side stories. I'm like, this is Lost Odyssey. Yeah. Um, it was Oh, really it's a good idea
2: and more games should do it. It's true. Yeah. No, I say <laughs> like, this in, I
1: say this endearingly, like yeah. it's really good. It's probably my favorite part of the game. Uh, yeah, just like Lost Odyssey. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I think that is like. Um, okay, I, I. So I've been playing a lot of Bioshock lately because uh, I I read a piece about Bioshock Infinite and, uh, and then I was like, I'll play Bioshock One also. <laughs> so I've been doing that, <laughs> and uh, in the like remaster, they have these um these little film reels you can pick up, and it has like a, a like a like a five six seven minute clip with jeff Keeley interviewing ken levine ken levine and one other person on staff i don't remember his name unfortunately um and uh so there's a part in one of these clips where this is relevant i promise <laughs> ken levine is talking about how they were struggling to get people to fight big daddies mm-hmm. you know they were just, like, scared of them and so didn't want to fight them. And so they figured out that they have to have, like, a... Uh... Oh, well, so he's like, well, you know, if you think about it... He doesn't literally say this, but he basically says this. He's like, if you think about it, video game design is really, like, neoliberal economics. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you have to, like, you know, you, like, lower the mortgage percentage or whatever to incentivize a certain kind of, like, thing happening, right? You know, so, like, you can manipulate all the little, like numbers to like make behaviors happen right and so what they figured out is that you need to give the big daddies like a particular ammunition that only they have right and then players will be incentivized to go after them right and i think like fragile dreams is such was an interesting game to play along with that because it doesn't care about shit like that at all right <laughs> you know that it's like a lot of the game is like you discovering things that don't there's no material incentive. And to be fair, like mystery items, and maybe this is part of how they sort of disguise that stuff, right mystery items, they can be a lot of different things. And mm-hmm. so it's like you can get a weapon or you can get like an item that you can sell for a bunch of money or whatever, right. So it's not just like these storytelling tidbits. but basically if you are going off the beaten path and like exploring something often at risk, to your, you know, person. And the stakes are also higher than a Bioshock. Because you don't just fucking respawn. You know, mm-hmm. when you die. Like, it's like you have to go back. And like, maybe rearrange your inventory or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. And so. Um, and so. Uh, so it's just, yeah. I think that, that, like, that faith in the strength of the writing. Being enough to incentivize people to, like, explore the nooks and crannies of this world. Is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, like, a very admirable way the design works right um so yeah so that was a long tangent to explain um, <laughs> so I, will also, to yeah, I will also
1: yeah i'll also say my my big problem with the gameplay at least for me what is um where you swing the blade is not mm. where you're aiming it's where your character is right. positioned in the yeah. space and that mm-hmm. just made it feel really yeah, bad i to think me.
2: um I mean, there's sort of a couple particular Wii things. So that's, you point at the screen to like aim the flashlight, right? This yeah. is also an interesting thing is that, um, I guess Seto is left handed. Um, I mean, maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe I mean, not.
1: I'm. I, I guess I didn't notice this because I'm also left handed.
2: Oh, okay. Because I was just thinking about, like, oh, like, because the. Because it's interesting because all the Zelda games that are on Wii, like, Link becomes right handed okay because um cuz most players are holding the like sword implement in their right hand right, right. um mm. and and so i was i was just like oh that's that's nice interesting i don't know um uh, so yeah there's that and then there's also something you can hear like voices there's a couple instances where you have to like track voices from how loud it is coming out of your Wiimote. i know you had some trouble with that um, mm-hmm. too
1: Yeah, I was Uh, the specific emulator I was playing on. I was trying to run Dolphin on Xbox and it didn't output like the Wiimote sound. mm. Um, And so it like soft locked me at that hide and seek minigame. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, So I had to do it. Which is really
2: the only time where it's like you have to.
1: Matters in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Although you can also like, and there's also a thing where like, because there's a couple with, with the personal frame and also Psy. You can, like, hold it up to your ear. Yeah. And then she'll be like... Either of them will be like, hey, you should go do this, you know.
1: Mm, um, got it.
2: That kind of stuff. So that's kind of cute. Yeah, but the thing is, I think all that stuff, I think the game would be improved a little bit if you could play it on the more traditional control scheme.
1: Yeah. Uh, now I'm, like, hyper-focused on the left-handed thing. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I, I, like, I, I, legitimately, I wonder if I was right-handed, would it feel more natural to me to... Mm, that's an interesting... Have yeah. the movement be coincided with the, you know, not be as jarring as me aiming with the left and then right. with the right. That's probably true. Yeah. I wonder if that's
2: maybe the reason I didn't have a, because I, I did have some issues with that where sometimes it was a little difficult to judge like how close I was to something. Right. Right. Um, and also yeah. the, I kind of wish, I don't know if I wish there was a dodge, but like there's sort of, there's a couple instances where it's like enemies um will attack you from a certain way or whatever you have to sort of get around them and it's kind of difficult to do Mm. um especially since the game like plays with that a little bit and sometimes it's like oh there's this enemy and it's like you can't get past them they're just like on this little (laughs) like the one enemy in a hallway and they take up the whole hallway and so you can't really dodge around them but you have to just Mm. like hit them a bunch of times and they're gonna hit you and like um you know not super engaging or fun uh, right. In uh, You know which I kind of I kind of don't mind I think I have a very high tolerance for that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, But I definitely get the frustration with um, Is there any general Any other general stuff you want to go over
1: There Um. Yeah not much else I thought the music was really good um, Yeah We can talk about that in relation to the plot uh, When we get to it but overall Like presentation wise like hundred percent like i was into it yeah um it was just it's um, it was just the way it controlled that got me
2: yeah um, it has really it's yeah. so
1: pretty it looks so good mm-hmm.
2: and it yeah it's so it has such this it has this really delicious attention to detail yeah um that is so like i don't know i was thinking a lot because i guess i'm just thinking a lot about AAA game design because i'm playing bioshock right but like mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking a lot about last of us playing that this game and mm. the way that La- last of us, the places kind of don't matter to a certain mm. degree, like where you are and sort of the design of them doesn't necessarily reflect like what location you were in. Right. That they're all sort of ways to like funnel you from set piece or sort of like little action segment to action segment. Right. Right. Mm whereas in this the the locations it's very like place forward design i guess i don't that's not a term i'm making this up but it's like you know you go to the hotel and it's laid out like a hotel basically right Mm. there's some and i'm not saying there are no contrivances to make it's not just like a realistic representation of space but it is like a little bit closer to that to the point where like later in the game when you're like at the dam and stuff it's like shit is long like, these big old rooms that have yeah. nothing in them that you just have to walk across because yep. that's what it would be like, you know? Mm. There's sort of a, an interest in sort of this r- facsimile of space that is also really important to, like, the game's sort of more nostalgic or, like, melancholic themes, right? That I sure. found really interesting that, like, a lot of post-apocalyptic games just don't give a shit about that. Yeah. They just don't care. For sure. You know? Mm. And i think it's like so key to what makes this game like interesting and work and makes the short stories i think so effective as part of it is that context of like being in a place finding an object that's related to the place and getting a sense of like what was happening there before yeah it decayed right that there's sort of this it's very holistic in that way it's um yeah it's really smart i think
1: yeah and that stuff ended, ended up being like the most affecting things for me in the game was learning about these people that like don't matter to the a plot at all, but like getting interiority of what it was like to be in this space and like the yeah. lives that were being lived before mm-hmm. like stuff went south. Yeah, um, that's just that's just my shit. Um, and the writing yeah. around that stuff is mostly really good, except for like one example we can get to. Um, yeah, I, I'm but, I, I like yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it.
2: Um, <laughs> but yeah, we can start going through. I guess so the first area like the observatory where Seto has been living with his grandfather who's also been like kind of distant and that first the letter is so this is actually the first thing I want to shout out and something that I think is generally um, impressive in several segments throughout the game is the cutscenes can be quite artful. I and not always i think you can feel sometimes that it's like this is a Wii game
1: (laughs) and Mm -hmm. you
2: know and they're not they're not the silent hill people (laughs) you know who could like (laughs) or just like ringing magic constantly out of the cutscene work um but um but there's a scene where when he reads the letter from his grandfather and it cuts away from him reading the letter and just goes to like different locations in the observatory right And it's such a magical, like, sense of, like, because basically the letter is, like, hey, like, I didn't know how to love you, and I wish I had known, right? I wish I had known how to, like, be there for you and be someone who could, you know, be in your life. And I hope that despite the ways I failed you that you will, like, remember me fondly, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And then it's sort of, like, you know, just kind of these simple, like, these simple, like, shots of just places that they would have been right and so it actually it's kind of the whole game is right there right where it's like this relationship that's kind of like distant but yet really intimate and depending on the places in which that relationship took place but it is no longer happening right uh, mm-hmm. i just think that's like such a great it's I, and it's just so it's very like thoughtfully shot too like it just feels like very considered in a way that like I feel like most games wouldn't think to cut away. They're like, oh, well, we have to show the camera I'm, like the person who's talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like the level of like cinema knowledge that I feel like we deal with in a lot of video games. Yeah. Um, and so it's really nice to see something that is very consistently willing to sort of do something a little more abstract, right? Um, you yeah. know, and it has a, uh, some there are cutscenes in the game that become very effective, I think, through that. Um, yeah, that's the only thing I want to really talk about in the observatory um because there's not really it's just kind of tutorial stuff Mm -hmm. basically um uh do you want to talk about pf and the underground mall
1: pf Uh, we Um,
2: fucking love pf
1: i really thought that pf was gonna be in the game like all the way through yeah so yeah, it was shocking when PF died. It was crazy.
2: Yeah, cause well, cause it's set up as like a character that yeah, cause it's like oh, you know, this character like helps you find things in the world and gives you advice and like helps you solve the puzzles. And so it's just like yeah. oh yeah, like this is just gonna be a thing that you're just yeah, gonna obviously. do for the rest of rest of it.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. What did you think of PF like becoming jealous of Ren? Like,
2: oh yeah!
1: Like there is a bit, there, like an extended bit where Seto, like she, he, uh, sees the drawings that Ren, like leaves behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and PF is like jealous at, uh, the drawings. I mean, everybody in the game like kind of makes fun of the drawings, being, <laughs> which like, is yeah, shit. I think a really
2: funny running gag actually. Um, um,
1: but PF definitely like shows like some real like, why are you? hyper-focused on this person yeah like you have me like yeah it was interesting
2: yeah well i think part of it is that i think um we don't really know we don't really know anything about like who pf's owners were before owners is also a loaded word to use there. <laughs> but like you know companions maybe um because mm. she, she's like an ai assistant right yeah um and so we don't really have a sense but there was sort of a sense that like she's been alone for a long time just like in this in the this subway like you know because he just finds her like in a collapsed room basically um and so yeah there's also yeah it's it's so fucked up because there's even the space on your back for the backpack that she exactly actually, like yeah. yeah it's like uh it really sets you up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know um and uh yeah, I think there was sort of a sense that, like, she's worried about this connection, like, dropping out or not meaning anything anymore, you know. Mm. Um, and maybe because of some past relationship. Because we also don't know how she ended up here, like... Yeah. Um, was she, like, abandoned or... Right. You know, like, yeah. It's just unclear. And so I think that is, like... I think that gives it, like, that relationship little texture that yeah. it might not have otherwise. Yeah.
1: For sure, yeah. Um... Yeah, and the burial scene is brutal too. Oh my god. <laughs> it, it's so <laughs> gut-wrenching.
2: Yeah, well cuz it's also they also have these segments like these kind of shadow puppet segments. It's yeah. actually it reminded me of NieR Automata cuz NieR Automata is the same thing in like the
1: in there's the so much NieR in this game. <laughs>
2: there is. There is a lot. Yeah. I guess NieR is also before this, right?
1: Ah, uh, the Nier first one? Won. No, first one was 2010.
2: Oh, really? Okay. Well, there you yeah, go. Cause yeah, because
1: the because the remake was like a 10th anniversary sort of. Oh, thing. okay. Okay, got gotcha, you. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. For some reason, I'm like, dear is also 2007. Everything came out in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and this is 2009, of course. Um, so yeah. So then, no, I think that's a interesting. I think that's also something that bummed me out playing it was I was like, man, people are ravenous for Nier Automata. And yeah. you know, this game does have like a fan base, like for sure. Yeah, right? for sure. Like, there are but people who really yeah. like this game. Um, it
1: definitely it, hits on similar themes. Yeah. Uh, it feels like people a, in a way that isn't like obnoxious to me. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, I think it's um I think that's sort of the thing is that there's so much less pretension. Yep. You know um even though a lot of it is like quite literary you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um i think uh it, it is very sort of content to and i think that's also part of why the swing into like hard anime late like, in the game like kind of did not sink <laughs> the game for me at all like not yeah. even close right it's just because it like is very it's just very earnest throughout and so yeah you know um yeah i'm trying to think is there any like i i kind of don't remember like which stories were in which places except like a couple um
1: oh the stories yeah i'm gonna have trouble recalling that stuff to be honest well
2: yeah and a lot of it is kind of like i think there's one in the subway segment where it's like you uh you know there's a little girl who's like lost because her mom is dead
0: you
2: know (laughs) or something like that right like and some of it is kind of stuff like that where it's like um almost like cheap in the way it's like trying to get Mm you uh (laughs) and i think but the thing is most of it i I don't think is and there's a couple i think in particular that are very sad and kind of very normal ways that i think are very affecting especially and they kind of gain an extra tragedy because you know that like at some point in these people's future that like the door is going to close right and the world is going to change forever um
1: um and because it's all like Written outside of like the development team, there it 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 works on the level of like it's not it's not gonna like come it's not gonna be like a huge story hook. I mean these are most right like,
2: yeah. Well, I think that's small also...
1: small vignettes that are just there to add texture. Yeah. Um, and it even at the it's like corniest moments, them just work on a level of just like being additive without, um. Without being overbearing about it, I think. Yeah.
2: There's also, I mean, that's sort of the thing. It's like a short story collection. I mean, it is literally, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this one's bad? Well, there's a next one coming coming up. Exactly, yeah. Right? And it's, you know, probably going to be good because the writing is consistently very good. Um, you know, and so that, yeah. So it just doesn't, it just doesn't, you know, a couple are like, ah, whatever, but, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you want to talk about uh the amusement park and crow? <laughs>
1: Okay, so I hate this anime archetype a lot. I Mm -hmm. don't... Whenever it is deployed and stuff, I hate it. I hate the character that is a bully and then, you know, at the end they're nice to you. I hate it. I hated it in The World Ends With You. I hate it here. Mm -hmm. But they... The ending of this arc fucking... I could not believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: it slams. This is actually maybe my favorite segment of the game. Partially because, yeah, well, I think the amusement park is so great. Mm -hmm. Like, it's such a good environment. And it's so, um, again, it's full of these little details. I love that, like, I don't know, it's apparently themed around a pig. There's, like, this dancing pig (laughs) that's everywhere. (laughs) 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 And, you know, that makes sense. Like, I don't know. You know, and sort of the image of the Ferris wheel and sort of the twilight sky. Like, I just think the atmosphere here is just, is like peak. Um, yeah. And also, yeah, I kind of like, I think the, the way Crow's behavior like grows to make more sense as you, for sure, as you play through the game, I think particularly at the end, um, like, I think is really interesting. Um, yeah. And again, like has sort of like, there's sort of some, cause you, you find an old picture of him at some point um where he's like you know in like a lab or something um Mm -hmm. yeah you also find
1: like a pirate storybook where he like bases his personality off of yes yeah in that in that amusement park
2: yes yeah what do you think is that such a like um (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay well we should talk yeah i think i I just think that's the thing is there's a couple interesting things that sort of bring it a little out of that archetype i think or or like Mm -hmm. give that some texture right um yeah and then uh yeah so so basically you chase after him for this locket and he's like teasing you or whatever and so i think i don't remember the exact configuration events but you grab it and he's, like, dancing around and then falls off <laughs> oh, the man. Ferris wheel and, like, crash lands into this, like, gazebo that's below. and Like, yeah. you know, the roof breaks. It's, like, glass. Yeah. Right?
1: And you're, and, like, so... dan- and you're, like, he's fucking dead. dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's, like, nah, I'm good.
2: <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> yeah, like, Sento runs up and is, like, I, I, you can't be dead. Like, no, you know. And yeah. then... So it was like and yeah, then I'm, I'm good and
1: then me the player I'm like he's dead because this is the structure of this game I guess. yes
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well right, I guess that is like it's playing with you a little bit you know yeah. <laughs> it's like and I think that's that's what makes it it has a good payoff as a joke <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know um and then of course he just dies later anyway mm-hmm. so it's a mean game in this way um yeah.
1: but in that moment he's just like yeah we're best friends now yeah. Um, and he
2: kisses him because that's what best friends do.
1: This was a. Cr- this is the moment I texted you with all caps, was like, what?
2: Oh my God. Um. Yeah, well, I, yes, I was also like, because I, I had a. So the friend who really pitched me on this game um, mm-hmm. was like, oh, it's boys' love, kind of. And I was like, is it? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay, like, sure, yeah. <laughs> like there is a full-on kiss, you know,
1: yeah, it's so, so interesting um I kept thinking about it in the in the context of like you know and this is like a basic queer reading, but like in the context of being in a world that is ruinous, like hanging on to like any like any like you know signs of intimacy yeah um and that is just heightened because you know it is like the 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 spaces in which you don't feel um oppressed by the world you are living in are so far so few and far between that any anyone that you're able to form like some sort of bond or solidarity with like those emotions uh in in some context can be heightened to the point where like yeah you meet somebody and you just like make out with them (laughs) you know that just sometimes happens
2: yeah totally yeah i think there's such a like um because i think also like crow's hostility is kind of based on like well because like he's just like oh you humans are all the same and you know you're a little but you're like you look human your eyes are kind of weird i guess but mm-hmm. like you know and then of course you get the reveal got later. them cat eyes yeah he's got cat eyes um whoever built
1: this guy was up to something <laughs> <laughs> um, and i guess also, whoever built this guy was up to something completely wicked <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well i was gonna say i was just gonna say i think the character designs too are
2: quite sharp generally
1: uh, uh no, mm, we'll we'll get we'll get there. <laughs>
2: well there's yeah, there's also Sah is also here.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: um did you did you look at like the concept art? Oh wait, cause you Here, let me Okay. Oh, I don't know. I'll I'll at some point I'll just say there's a very cute like chibi image of all the most of the cast in oh, the like yeah. bonus. And I was hell just yeah. like, damn, I love all these guys.
1: <laughs> hell yeah.
2: You know, and so I think also, yeah, that uh, size design translates a little bit better to that. Than, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, I think Seto and Crow look great. You know, yeah, uh, Seto sure. just have this weird-ass bang <laughs> in front of Yeah, that's yeah but that's anime, baby. That's anime. Um, oh, yeah, just that, like, I, I think I was going to say about, like, Crow is... Tr- you know his hostility is based around like how people have treated him in the past and stuff and so it's like the process of like doing his weird hide and seek games which is like really tedious um Mm -hmm. is like you know him figuring out that you're like for real and you're actually like a a person you know that he Mm -hmm. can like understand and be kind to you know right and uh yeah it's not i don't know i liked it i thought it was neat um yeah, I think that's all I have to say about about that section.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then there's the the hotel, which is where you first meet Sai, and Ghost uh, Mill. Ghost
1: Milf, Ghost milf.
2: <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess in the way that like people use Milf in anime, <laughs>
1: yeah, to
2: mean like, you know, I I guess I don't know how old she is, but you know, she's like an adult,
1: at but... least as old as Shin.
2: Yeah, I guess that's true yeah um yeah
1: yeah i definitely read it as her being just like a more more of a young adult than yes absolutely yeah because he's like seto's like yeah seto
2: seto's like 14 15 i think he's like kingdom hearts nebulous kingdom hearts age yeah you know
1: yeah and so rule of anime uh size probably like 18 or just yes. turned 18. Yeah, know. that's probably,
2: like, yeah. <laughs> Anime um, rules. hmm And she has these tattoos and, uh, what, I don't, I was trying to figure out what going. go, they all have dates on them, they're like circles.
1: I took that to mean that those were, like, marks from when oh, she was being experimented from she was, on. like,
2: research. Yeah, okay, that makes sense.
1: Because um, they go so long without commenting on it. Yeah, yeah yeah i just assumed it had to no know, i think that's probably that. right yeah um
2: but yeah she's like she's like i don't know she's a big boob ghost and she has very flexible feet because mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like because she's just kind of hanging out and she's just like kicking her feet around and like moving i don't know it's a little weird yeah. <laughs> um, but uh but yeah she's just
1: vibing she she's just like truly yeah yeah
2: it's also very Uh, funny that like how much she's like seto like you're a stupid idiot and you're gonna get (laughs) killed and seto's like i'm gonna go down this hallway (laughs) and she's like don't do that so i guess it's kind of a milf in that way too that she's like you know constantly she knows what's up that's also part of it is like you know before she like explains what happened you know you know that she, like, she understands something and, like, knows the world in a way that Seto doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, oh, The Hotel had my favorite uh, short story, I think, or the one I remember the best, um, which is about the young girl who wants to be a dancer and her yep. friend who's the botanist. Yep. Um, that's just good yeah it's, it's just so, good so, it's
1: so it's so sad but it's like that's so good yeah, yeah it's really good
2: yeah cause it's basically like she um you know it's kind of like childhood friendship stuff or like some you know mm-hmm. someone you have as a kid that you're really intimate with and then that connection kind of fades over time mm-hmm. um and you know that you both like look back on that as vlogging and also you've moved on and you're a different person and you know um and you don't know how to rebuild that, or even if you want to, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, I just think that stuff is good. And I think it also gains, like, the... I think there is a tragedy to, like... Yeah, anyway, okay, let's start. Let me go over the story, basically. So it's about this girl, she wants to be a dancer, and her friend's a botanist, and he, like, dreams to make, basically, these, like, bioluminescent flowers. um, And they'll do, like, a show together where she, like, dances in these flowers. um, But they have a falling out... Um, yeah, I don't remember exactly for what reason. Um, Um,
1: she had, like, a big dance.
2: Oh, right, and he didn't come.
1: He didn't come. He was too busy, like, focused on the flowers. Yeah. Um, and then she comes back, um, I think, like, the... Yeah, she goes over
2: to his house after, and it's like, why didn't you come?
1: Why didn't you come?
2: And, uh... Yeah. And she did this drawing of her dancing through the, through these flowers that he wanted to create, and, like, she tears it up. Um, and i think that's actually what you're finding is you're finding the different pieces of the torn up picture um and yeah she's in a car accident i think or
1: no this is a late game reveal Uh, (laughs) so okay so towards the end of this game you find the last piece of this which is from the dude's perspective oh i did not
2: find i straight up didn't find this so. Okay,
1: so at the end of this arc that we were talking about is yeah. like he goes off to co- like college, like far away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they have this like last conversation where they're like both graduating high school, and she's like, you know, co- regretting like having formed this, um, sort of grudge against him, or 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 at least like creating the circumstances where they don't speak anymore. Yeah. Um, and so they have this last conversation, and she, you know. You know, she checks in on him, like, how's it going? Like, and then he he tells her, like, he's gonna go study botany at this place. Um and she's like, please like come back and visit, like like are we like we're still cool, right? And he says yes. Um, and then like the the thing is like she never hears from him again. Yeah. Um and then you get to like where the final like near to where the final boss is, and you find the last bit of this. And the reveal is, like, the flowers he was working on made him sick, and so oh he speculates <laughs> that the flowers is what caused her illness, because he oh. has also fell ill to this.
2: Oh, okay. That that caused... Because she loses the use of her Because she
1: loses, like, her... Yeah. She, she's, like, wheelchair-bound, because yeah. she got sick and can't, like... She's, like, paralyzed, right. okay, basically. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah. And so Wolf. he speculates that she had the same illness, um, and that part uh, was not good to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I straight up did not find
2: that. Uh, that
1: is very near Automata. Like, who do you think gave you the heart? <laughs> like, the heart, yes, no, <laughs> not okay. Yeah.
2: yeah, but I think I think I think the way because the thing that really impressed me about it uh was in part that, you know, she has this disability and she ends up like, she becomes like a sports photographer. Mm-hmm. Right. And is like, she kind of it gives the impression in the text that she's like equally, really passionate about it, you know? And so it's both like, it's both really sad about this thing that like is, you know, really like disrupting and like, and traumatic. Right. But it's also very much like she, she, you know, she has a life after that and she's like a whole person. You know, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't treat, like, that's not the tragedy of the story in some sense. I guess until this, <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know, uh, so yeah, that's a little, uh, but I mean, I think that's the thing is like, uh, it's just, you know, the way it kind of lingers in these sorts of feelings, I think is really potent even, you know, even when sometimes it leads a little too hard on it. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I think also the difference between this and like the near automata version of it is that. Nero Thomas is a little bit like, ah, gotcha. There's a little gotcha. bit of like a, I'm the Joker <laughs> kind of yeah. tone to it. Right. Whereas, um, this like has a very, like, it's very earnest. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, I think so then the hotel, yeah. I mean, hotel a hotel, you, there's a kind of annoying part that I wish they changed or somehow maybe truncated where you have to go pick up these objects <laughs> for the girl in the hotel. Like you have to go find a star in the moon. And it's, like, stuff in previous levels. Yeah. So you just have to go I mean, back and get I'm
1: mashing the arrow key okay, on this YouTube. Yes, yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> so that's just,
2: like, I'm like, okay, well, I gotta go. So, yeah, I did use a guide a couple times, which was helpful, you know, um, for that. But, um... I... Okay, I also do think the scene with her, with this girl, with Chio, um, mm-hmm. in the hotel. Because, basically, there's this... Go- this y- young girl ghost and you go in to a room and there's a old woman in there who is the person to whom the ghost is attached and is still alive right but it's yeah. kind of like slipping out and then it has you have one of these cutscenes that's just really great where she's just like talking about mortality and like loving other people and like letting that like live control your life until it can't anymore until you like fade away and stuff and it's really very poetic it's good stuff um Mm. you also find an evil tree
1: (laughs) (laughs) i forgot about the evil tree.
2: yeah it's got the big hand the tree hand
1: (laughs) man some of the bosses in the game super goofy (laughs) yeah
2: the the mole well i was really losing it because it has like i mean not quite as good but like silent hill 3 like (laughs) like beats going on in back of the in back of this boss fight with this big goofy mole i was sort of like yeah this is this is what i'm looking for right now um
1: yeah i don't have a lot to say about the hotel yeah to be honest
2: um and then there's like the dam and kind of the like laboratory after that are kind of the two big things um yeah and that's where like shin is right um shin is i think the character who comes off the worst and part of it is that he's just like a bad guy who gets off but also he's just like he's the most generic character design
1: yeah his design is like i i you know i watched some anime and then i drew somebody in my journal in high school right yeah he's just like he's the
2: he's the glasses guy you know pushes up his glass. he does the thing you know he's that guy Mm -hmm. and that's kind of that's kind of it um the thing i think is really cool and i did think generally i think the front half of the game is stronger than the back half um yeah but the thing i do really like about the back half is that um the first half has all these very like human areas right where it's like oh you're in the subway or you're you're in an amusement park or like in a hotel you're in these places where like people are meant to interact and move through and like be in and then they're all sort of fundamentally altered by this thing that happened and you know the hotel's all overgrown has a big tree growing in it and stuff right and things like that right Um, and then the back half is like all these kind of like spaces that are not really designed for humans to move through you know where you're not at least like there's like maybe a technician comes in and you know does a few things or like a team of technicians sends in but it's not like meant for like traversal in the same way and so th- there's like a hostility in a the game really the scale of it gets a lot bigger right there's that like i think jaw-dropping um Expanse, which is just like a bunch of pillars in like the river. It's like inside the dam, which is these huge pillars. And it's just yeah. it's the biggest room. It's so much bigger than anything you found in the game thus far. And so it's very like sort of eerie and strange. And I think it kind of matches the like way that like y- you know I think there's a cool subtext happening where it's like these systems to design to like move around human life instead of actively facilitating it. You know, and that's like kind of what causes the you know the apocalypse to happen right um Mm. so yeah i just i I thought that was such a like elegant cool thing and it's also kind of requires like i think this is one of the things that's kind of tricky about it is the design is like very unpleasurable in some way but i think also it gets a lot of stuff out of that that it probably wouldn't have otherwise you know um I guess kind of key to and I think that's part of it is like you know walking across this big ass room to get to a ladder on the other side right it's like takes forever and there's these weird enemies that are like throwing fireballs at you and stuff but it just has this like immensity and the sense of like you were really being swallowed up in this space right and there's not and it's also not designed for you to be there right yeah. And like that sensation is just really strong, and really powerful. And I think the, I think that's sort of the thing is the design is sometimes like I wish this worked a little bit better. I wish this was a little bit easier, but it's never thoughtless. Like it's always pretty considered. I think. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Um. Oh, do you want to talk about the chicken robot shopkeeper?
1: Oh my gosh.
2: I fucking love this
1: guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I don't like how he's implemented. <laughs> That's my Uh, main problem with him. What do
2: you mean, like, um. Oh, just because he's
1: like. Yeah, because his segments are, like, not skippable. Mm, He says, like, the same two or three lines. Um, Yes,
2: yeah. I kind of wish there was, like, a. I I don't know. I do kind of like that he just shows up randomly. Yes. Um, but yeah, it is true that, like, you find enough stuff that you don't really need him most of the time. And so, you know. Uh, There were times where I definitely, I bought stuff from him and it was useful, like I did, you know. Um, But, generally. Yeah, but he's just kind of creepy, like he is this weird chicken head. Um, He's kind of, I mean, he's kind of like Emil in Automata, specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and basically you find out that he's like a robot caretaker for a child who died. And, but he doesn't understand what death is, and so is like searching for ways to like wake this girl back up Um, yeah and the thing with him is i really thought i really thought he was going to be the big bad for a minute
0: that he's like oh
2: he's like so creepy and like what's you know but it's just actually he's just kind it doesn't know how to deal with people right like i thought that was such a nice little that was one of these twists that kind of heart-wrenching twist that really worked for me i thought like it was you know it's cool that he's just like a nice guy who's trying to do the right thing but you know doesn't fully understand something right right um i don't know and i like yeah i think he's also the design is is really strong because he's like he wears this like suit (laughs) you know that has Mm -hmm. like a like a um like a pocket watch you know on a chain and like you know these big old pants like purple pants and stuff and it's you know very formal and then he just has this like theme park chicken head (laughs) yeah and also his eyes his little red eyes are like staring out from inside the mouth you know yeah. um like it's yeah it's just really good and i think that like i think the sort of reveal with him being leaning towards tenderness is such a, a more effective version of that than like what happens with shin right right uh, at the end for sure um, yeah because shin's just kind of like i thought people were gross and then sighs like but i loved you and it's like oh okay right <laughs> cool. I- <laughs> I, I do piece. okay so go ahead sorry I have a I have an oh I was
1: also th- also the chicken um mm. he sounds like uh uh Agent Kreller from Psychonauts oh it's maybe it's the same guy I I didn't it's uh not, I'm looking at the IMDb oh, okay. it's not him I um, um but it sure does sound
2: like that's a, what because I actually did the Japanese dub um okay so which was nice. I liked it. I don't know. There was it was weird that um, there were a couple times where, like Shin has a couple attacks that he says out loud, right? Oh. He's like, "Take that" or whatever. And that stuff was not in Japanese uh, for whatever reason, like in game stuff. Oh, weird. Yeah, which is very weird. Um, huh. But all the cutscenes and like the voiceover and the short stories was um,
1: okay. I will say the dub is really good, also.
2: Yeah, yeah. I-, I totally, I totally believe that um yeah. yeah it's weird i don't know why i think i tend to go for japanese options for everything ex- that like is that is available to me except for kingdom hearts which um
1: <laughs> but yeah. the japanese voice acting in kingdom hearts is really good i'm
2: sure yeah it's not that it, i knock it but i'm just like I, it's it's got to be hailey joel like that's <laughs> it's like be, it's you just know. you know
1: it's like that's if so key mod, to it if i could mod hailey joel with Japanese Donald Duck, you know? Yeah, we'd, that, we'd be yes. Rocking it.
2: Yes. Jap- <laughs> Donald Duck should always speak in Japanese, like, regardless of context.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, because um, it was actually. Yeah, I it was that- do.
2: Sorry, it was that Kingdom Sorry. Hearts teaser that I first heard Goofy and Donald yeah, yeah. speak in Japanese. Like, you know, that was so like a, funny. Yeah, and I was losing <laughs> my mind! I didn't realize they sounded like that! Anyway.
1: Yeah, it's so funny. Um, and I was gonna say, like, I'm usually, like... Unless the dub is, like, illegally bad, mm. which, like, a lot of modern anime is yeah, TBH, I usually go for the dub, um... Unless I hear like the dub like radically changes the context of like the right right yeah source material,
2: um, yeah. Well, I imagine I I guess I don't really know, but I imagine the subtitles are just the same. It's probably just the the yeah, same localization yeah. for sure. Um, for this, um... oh, the thing I was going to say about Chen, the thing I do like, I think there is an implication with him, like reading people's thoughts and finding all this stuff about him you know and it's all jealous and like petty and mean-spirited right and um and he can't sense you know size feelings i think i mean there's maybe part of it's like the implication like this is the limits of the technology right or like how, mm-hmm. whatever this unlocked like it just can't but also i think a certain implication that he's kind of self-obsessed and that like and then he like takes that as a universal that he's like oh this is right. how everything is right um Mm -hmm. and i think that's like a nice little subtle bit in a in stuff with him that's just kind of boring right um yeah so um yeah uh is there anything else you want to any other characters you want to like spend a little time on or because ren ren's kind of not a person and it's not really her fault she's just not in the game that much she's kind of the symbol of like human connection you know that that said it was chasing
1: throughout yeah yeah um I yeah i wish the game i mean if there was ever a fragile dreams 2 i'm sure they would have made ren an actual character yeah um because you look at the cover and you're like all right i'm ready to get to know this anime girl yeah that has a cool design yeah, it um, looks really cool, and you, it just doesn't really.
2: Yeah, I do like the thing where her design is kind of like a hospital gown that she's like actually turned into a dress. Yeah, I think that's such a like like kind of because you're like, what's up with this weird outfit? And then like in the finding things out, you're like, oh, that's actually really like that's cool storytelling.
1: Yeah. Um, also, Chio's design is awesome. I love it.
2: Yeah, the like weird ghosties that are with her. Mm-hmm. yeah it's good stuff um, I like that in that cutscene Sorry, with Chia where it's like sometimes the young girl is speaking and sometimes the old woman is speaking that's like yeah. a cool kind of eerie but also like melancholy thing Yeah. Um, oh the one thing okay so there's two things I want to shout out about the ending the note I found towards the end that I thought was really great was the guitar one I don't know if you got this. Yeah, where basically it's just, like, people... So, the issue is that when you fall asleep, you'll die. It's, like, what happens when this project gets unleashed, right? And so there are a bunch of people who are just kind of hanging out and trying not to fall asleep. And so, you know, this woman, like, visits the tower and finds this, like, street performer who plays a song, you know, who plays music that she likes, and is like, hey, you should play this song for me because every time I fall asleep. And just sort of, like, it's very, like um yeah finding a person to share like in this kind of moment of death like finding this beauty that like can carry you into that and i thought that was really affecting and like plays with sort of the story of the a plot in a way that felt very like resonant and cool i thought that was like a nice touch mm-hmm. um oh what do you think about when you're climbing the tower up to the final boss fight and then like every character chimes in and is like <laughs> you go get him <laughs> that was really funny <laughs>
1: yeah it's um, anime it's anime it's every jrpg yeah um yeah it was really everything about the ending was just really funny to me um you know the anime plots come for everyone uh <laughs> yeah it's, it's inevitable yeah <laughs> like i'm not even mad at it it's not an insult like this is this is evangelion this is lane to a certain extent like yeah it just happens mm-hmm. and you know i was just free- i was just ready for it yeah. this is how these games go um it was you know i think it's endearing i also just think um i mean i at least give the game credit for like being thematically consistent and having the villain like be defeated through connection to uh somebody that cares about him like yeah it- it's thematically inappropriate, but also it's so fucking funny <laughs> that yeah. this dude is like, I'm going to end planet Earth. And then this one lady is like, you were so yeah. nice to me when I was in prison. <laughs> <laughs> See, the and thing I because do. Because of that, okay. I love you. And then it just ends. <laughs> it's so funny. The thing I do,
2: the thing I like. So again, this is like a really subtle touch. and It is not like. It is very funny. Um, I think I like that he's maybe the only scientist who really believes in the project, actually. is kind mm-hmm. of like the implication. Because, like, all the other scientists are just, like, using this girl for whatever. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're not... They're like, oh, I guess, well, everyone will achieve empathy at- later. <laughs> so we don't have to do it right, right now. Like, we're fine. Like, it's gonna happen. So, whatever. Right? And he's the only one who will, like, look out for her. I thought that was, like, a nice thing um or at least yeah but like it's just that's also the thing is their size whole backstory is flat i really like her stuff with seto and i think they have like a cool relationship
0: yeah for um sure.
2: like i think the way that she is super annoyed with him but also inspired by him and like has this like tenderness there's sort of like an older sister kind of thing going on with that that i think is really like yeah, it's very well drawn. And so, like, kind of the climax of this being relationship that feels a lot thinner, um, you know, it's a little, like... But I think there's... there's, But again, it's anime, baby. You can't help but love it. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay. The other ending thing I wanted to touch on was that... Um, so they go off to look for survivors and stuff. But there's sort of a... There's, like, a beat where you get a little cutscene and... It's like Seto speaking when he's much older and like after Ren has like left or died. Yeah. And yeah. he's just like, I died alone. And that's like, you know, and then it just like fades to black and then cuts back, you know, in time to when they're leaving the tower. Right. And yeah. I think that like is such a strong, like that's that really like centers the tragedy of it again, but also in this really, I think, life affirming way that's very like that that the relationship ending or like life ending like we all die alone you know doesn't mean that this stuff is not worth having together right now you know exactly and i think that that's like i yeah i think that's like the perfect note to end the game on it really like i think helped sell you know a very generic ending in some in some respect right
1: yeah no you remind me of that as like giving me chills yeah it's a really striking moment yeah
2: yeah because it's yeah it's really sad like it's just yeah we all at some level because that's also the thing with like personal frame is you know she dies without being able to tell uh seto like the one last thing she wanted to tell him right and that's just gone right oh. and she doesn't say like when she's when he's climbing up the tower and they're doing like the anime cheer on thing she doesn't say what that thing was you know it's just mm-hmm. yeah So that stuff is—it's just yeah. That's the thing is when when the game hits, it hits. It's very affecting. Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's all I got. How you know? How are you feeling? What about anything else you want to touch on here that you're concerned or thinking about? Um.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me as well. Yeah.
2: Um. Oh, this is on. I'm just thinking about other stuff who's the character who bullies you that is nice to you in the world ends with you is it uh, uh is it josh josh i think that's right yeah i kind of hate josh i think <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> awful <laughs> yeah the i the plot of that game is so weird and like even though it is very conventional it's like josh But, I'll, well, I'll, I mean, spoilers for. <laughs> oh my God.
1: You can cut that out if you want to. I just. Yeah. <laughs> I played The World Ends With You like two years ago at this mm-hmm. point. And I'm always. I was so stricken by how, like, not a story it is. It is, yeah. The thing is, it really.
2: I, I mean, not really like this game, but kind of. It, like. It sells on gameplay and tone. Like, that's the yeah. whole thing. And I think the thing is, the tone and the, and the game... Like, the sort of multi-screen stuff is really good. Like, I just like it a lot. Like, yeah. you know, so... I think that is a good game. Like, I like it. But yeah, I do. Yeah, like no,
1: it. it's it's great. But because, like, it's one of those games that, like, has become, like, immortalized as, like, one of the best games... Yeah. Um, I was expecting the story to be, like, you know, like this fucking like final fantasy 10 ass like deep yeah like thematically layered game and it was just like yeah so neku hates people and then he doesn't hate people anymore yeah. like word okay
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and i think yeah the way it manages to sell that is through like the game being kind of about the like difficulties of having to cooperate with someone else right like that's yeah the, that's what makes it work
0: um, mm-hmm.
2: yeah i i'm curious about that new one i never played it i have it
1: uh i tried to play it i was not into it mm, at all
2: yeah well
1: sorry no. Sorry.
2: listen you're allowed to have taste you're a yeah. you're a full and complex human being it's allowed to have taste and takes
1: you know the music the music is not nearly as good
2: oh well you know that is hard to beat
1: and it's hard to beat it's not fair yeah um uh, but it is true
2: yeah uh man um yeah i guess we could have a brief we talked a little bit about the soundtrack but it is kind of it's kind of like um joe hisashi piano stuff but mm-hmm. then has some like has some beats in it sometimes So like some very like moody actually yeah it's good um mm-hmm. it's good stuff and it's yeah, all on youtube sure. actually like you can just listen to the whole thing so yeah. that's cool um it's nice to that- I mean I guess I, I, I think I overestimated how obscure this game is. Like people like it is, but it's it's still I think pretty well liked. Um it has like a few hundred logs on backlogged and whatnot, so Yeah. Um but yeah. Uh well Oh, do we have emails?
1: Uh we don't. Oh. Your email list, Rip. but if you do want to send in emails, you can do so at the safe room podcast at gmail.com I need to change this. I need to change that though. I mean, <laughs> well, you can always uh, add.
2: Uh, you can always like add another address and we can use that one. I'll set up
1: like a forward account yes. that is less yeah. complicated than the safe room podcast at gmail.com dot <laughs> um, Yeah.
2: All right. Well, we can do we can do plugs if you want. Uh, uh we we're, we're an abnormal mapping network podcast. We and, are. Yeah, and you can find us on Twitter at podcast safe room and uh, there's a Discord which you can find at spookygame.club.
1: Yes, spookygame.com takes us, takes you rather to the landing page for uh, us and there is a permalink to the Discord. If it doesn't work, I've had someone say it doesn't work, but I mean, if it doesn't work, let me know. Yeah. It should work though.
2: Yeah. You can um, add us on Twitter about this. That's cool.
1: And if you want to just message me, holy shit, we got an email.
2: Oh, we did. <laughs>
1: just now. Yo. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Email time. Email, email time. time.
1: This this email's from Ina. Thank you for coming through, Ina. <laughs> yeah, it's Ena. Um... Ina says, what's up? I have not played this game. What annoying common opinion would the kids from Fragile Dreams have and say like they were the first person to ever think it? Um, that is a
2: good question. What would Seto I feel like Crow would be full of these. He would have so many. Oh yeah. Of
1: these. Oh my god, for be sure. Be like
2: constant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um man like crow would just like crow would fixate on some youtuber and it's just like i every youtuber's (laughs) thoughts are my thoughts you know everything this guy said is what i think about things
1: oh that's such a dangerous path to send crow down
2: (laughs) i'm not i'm just saying (laughs) you know I, i i think he would i think he could grow and learn as a person i don't i think this is like you know but he can either grow
1: at. or lore. He can either grow and learn, or be like, you know, the world is just a marketplace of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: um, I feel like Seto is just very earnest, and it's like, I don't know. I'm trying to. I think it would be. I, just... You know what, Seto would be a fucking Paddington Two person. He'd be like Paddington Two is better than yeah. Sissy Kate's, the best movie ever made
1: he's like yo sean the sheep <laughs> yes yes he's
2: exactly it. this guy 100 percent. he's just like yeah this like children's cartoon thing is like the greatest shit ever
1: oh but he's also like vote blue no matter who i think <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah sorry i'm now my brain my brain is doing the political alignment chart i apologize <laughs>
2: Is uh is Shin authoritarian communist or is he like a fascist or what's his what's his deal?
1: He's got to be fascist. Well, oh. <laughs> no, yeah, he is the he is the I was just following orders guy. <laughs> oh yes,
2: <laughs> he because is. he was nice yeah. to the
1: political prisoner. Yeah, um, he didn't like doing it, but he had to do it.
2: You're right. You know? You're right. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, yeah. I think, si- I, yeah, we're getting on a different track now. I think size like an anarchist chick type lady. Yeah, I can see it. Um, uh, let's see. Personal Frame, I don't feel like has a political perspective.
1: Um, yeah, the other characters I don't feel to, like we know enough to about develop, to know.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, we know that the chicken robot shopkeeper is a monarchist.
1: Because he calls yeah. the little
2: baby that he takes care of princess.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um,
2: yeah, I don't. I think those are the two things. I think Crow Crow would
1: the image of Wesley Snipes shooting <laughs> with the chicken robot <laughs> <Bob> keeper <laughs> Me when the class four starts.
2: <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um
1: anyway, that's our email. <laughs> yes,
2: thank you. Thank you so much, Ina, for coming in clutch and giving us uh oh some goofs. Uh always very much appreciated. Um what the fuck was I saying?
1: Oh yeah, DM me if the Discord
2: link doesn't work. <laughs> yes, yeah. or I
1: can just send you the Discord invite. It's it's no big
2: deal. Yeah, no big problem um okay uh well you can find me on twitter at grace underscore machine wait or oh what sorry
1: next time
2: oh next time
1: we're doing silent hill 3 baby that's right that's correct i'm so excited i'm excited too the first one i haven't like finished
2: oh yeah that's right okay well you know as you as you all know i have not played any of these games so first time for me too i'm excited every time like literally ahead of silent hill 2 i was like i'm so fucking pumped to play more silent hill and then it's (laughs) fucking owns so i'm just like excited to do it again baby i mean not to you know try to keep an open heart and mind i guess but i would be shocked if i like came away from this being like oh i hate silent (laughs) hill 3 (laughs) yeah Uh, but who knows
1: um yeah, speaking of games with speaking of games with ops the silent hill 3 one is my favorite Ooh. you know it, it is good when slaps. a game has
2: an op honestly i need to send also, it to okay. you after this sorry this is unrelated yeah but someone posted like a thing that was like what if Yakuza euro had an op and i'm like it does have an op it literally it does has an OP. op.
1: literally all of those games do what are you, what you talking mean? about I don't know
2: what you mean, does it have an OP? It has one! There is an opening movie, and it plays a song in it.
1: I remember the guitar part. Yeah. It's like, bar now, now. I yeah. remember it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was really... What are you talking about? I, I don't know. At
2: least it was not, it was not, like, a Yakuza Zero that was, like, Baka Thai was the opening. It didn't do that. So, mm-hmm. that's good. It did, I don't know what song it was, but it wasn't Baka Thai.
0: Yeah.
2: Um... Which you know, I, I like Bakumy Tai. Like, don't get me wrong. I just don't mm-hmm. think that's the OP. That's maybe the ending theme, if anything. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. you're on you're on. I'm on Twitter
2: at Grace underscore Machine. How about you? Twitter. I'm on
1: Twitter <laughs> at Lewis Rose four three zero. Unfortunately, um. Trying to, I'm trying to, trying to get off the, tw- I'm trying to get off that Twitter.
2: Yeah, I. I'm trying to
1: use it in moderation, is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Actually,
2: I think I need to do that. I, I Cause... literally saw a take that made me so tired today. That's experiencing the Austin Walker tweet in real time.
1: I'm um, just so jaded at online discourse. It's
2: bad. It's not good. Um, I'm with you And
1: I've And I've been use Whenever I use Twitter I mostly use old anyway Yeah And I try not to I don't really pay attention To the The big discussions happening mm-hmm. I think that's why It doesn't fucking matter We're all gonna die one day <laughs> so. We're all gonna die alone Fragile dreams
2: <laughs> Alright and with that uh, We'll we'll see you next time
1: Yep See ya Bye
2: yeah.